because Matt and Sergio don't agree with me. And they're okay. It's okay that they're wrong. But we should have changed the, the name of the episode to Travel Tips for the Rich and Successful. Travel Tips for the Top 1%. <laughs> <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside interview coach and Silicon Valley vet, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And Silicon Valley's favorite attorney, Matthew McElroy. What's going on? Nothing much, boys. When's the last time you guys did a vacation? I just got back from Hawaii like a week ago. Yeah, aren't you leaving again, too? <laughs> And we're going to Mexico this Friday. Wow. Wow. So Sergio Patterson, uh, financials are going a lot towards vacation. Uh, Matt, <laughs> what, how's your, what's your vacation schedule looking like? We went for Sloan's birthday about a month ago. So before that, though, it was, it was quite a while before we went on a vacation. Any upcoming vacations? No. Upcoming baby. No, uh, no that's vacation right. No, no, vacation <laughs> yeah. is no longer. Now you but are COVID, baby COVID's mode. been like... A year and a half, right? So, like, we weren't doing anything. We're like, since COVID hit, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nobody really is, right? So, for today's episode, ladies and gents, we are talking about vacationing and if it's okay with your finances. We all want to go on vacation. We want to go or do the slow walks on the beach if you're Matt McElroy. Go to Mexico drinking uh, pina coladas if you're Sergio Patterson. And we all want to do it. But can we financially afford it? Are we in the right spot? So this is one of these episodes where I'm going to give you guys a checklist. And there's eight steps that you need to check off before you go on vacation. And then we can fully endorse it. And you've done all you can. You've done all the right steps in your finances. And the Free Retiree Show gives you the stamp of approval for your vacation. So according to Learn Vest Money Habits... The average American spends 10% of their annual income on travel. 74% of Americans have gone into debt to pay for vacation, averaging a total of $1,108. So boys, have you ever been in this club spending 10% of your income on a travel or going into debt? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 10% sounds high. But I have gone into debt to cover, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll let you continue. But I, I think traveling is a necessity for <laughs> one's uh, well-being, man. Like, if I'm going to spend money, like, yeah, I'll spend it on travel versus, like, Gucci shoes or Air Jordans. Got it. Experience matters. But, yeah, so this, you guys are going to probably push back on this one. I know you guys don't like a lot of my financial rules. and There'll probably be a lot of pushback, but I'm going to give them to you guys anyway. For you listeners, I think it's going to be really valuable for you to be able to go through these eight steps so you make better financial decisions than Sergio Patterson. So leave leave me out of it. Before we get into it, if you haven't done so, make sure you like our show, share us. We appreciate that love and support. And if you have questions, financial related, career related, legal related, send them to ask at thefreeretiree.com. So let's go right into it. Step one, if you are trying to work your way towards vacationing and making vacations that we can give you that stamp of approval. 
Step one is you need to have an emergency fund in place. We've talked about this on previous episodes, but the emergency fund, not only is it the first step of your uh, vacation checklist, it's, it's the very first step of like building a strong financial picture. So if it's two incomes, you should have three months. If it's a single income house, you should have six months sitting in the bank. Yeah, like, Any problems with that, money, guys? Though, right, for oh, some so people, here we go. Right? Here, like, here we go. Some people here we go. Saying, like, <laughs> Here's the pushback. <laughs> let's say somebody that where, you know, only one of the partners is working and they have to float all the bills and they have a house, rent, kids, whatever. I mean, six months of bills, that, that's a pretty substantial chunk of change. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Six months of rent? Let's just say you're paying yeah, well, three rent, a month. Food, gas, kick stuff. Like, That's like $27,000. Matt, in, I'm going to compromise, you. I'm gonna <laughs> compromise with you, Matt. I approve of the vacation if you go to Los Banos Mobile Home Park for your next <laughs> vacation. It, I, I, I will give you the stamp of approval for that one. Step number two. He didn't even answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, like that was a dodge if I've ever seen like, an evasion. <laughs> if we're being practical, we have to be practical on the show, Lee. We're yeah. suggesting we can, we can't live up uh, up in the clouds, all right? Six months of saving. So let's be realistic. Most of our listener, a lot of our listeners are in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. If they're paying, let's just be conservative. Three yep. grand a month in rent. Mm-hmm. We're talking thirty thirty thousand dollars. They need to have saved up just in rent. Not even well, food, kids, nothing else. Right? It's, it's all the expenses, right? So yeah, you might have $30,000 that you need to have sitting there in cash before you can spend money on that. I know people don't want to hear it and I'm fine with that. I understand it's difficult. But, I, but the thing is like, the question really is that realistic for like the average barrier family, right? For the average barrier family, I would say that most of the people that are our age or younger might not have that, but they should. Okay. I, I would say like, yeah, I get it. It's a reality of where you live and it's harder in certain areas like the San Francisco Bay Area and New York, high price of living, but can't sacrifice that emergency fund. And I know people want to say like, whoa, I live in this expensive area, but technically you shouldn't take the vacation. You might need to make some changes to your living situation and move to a cheaper area if you're having trouble getting ahead. But yeah, I can't, guys, I can't sacrifice the importance of the emergency. And this is more, this is like a ideal, like best case. Can someone like I think this is my, this is minimum, minimal, minimal, minimum. Okay. If you've got two incomes, three months sitting there, here, in here, cash. Like, we can really simplify this down, right? Lee? Like we can break this down even <laughs> further. into like plain English here. Why do you guys fight me so much? Well, I mean, come on. We gotta, we, that's why this we gotta is supposed to be a quick episode. So to pass the scrutiny of Lee's checklist, the first step is you have to have at least 40 grand in the bank. Yes. If that's your situation, if you're spending... That- well, I mean, but it's hard to imagine a situation that wouldn't require at least that, right? Yeah. I mean, if that's what you... If that's the... For you, if that's your six... If you have one income and that's your six-month measurement, yeah, you got to have that. And I know no people don't want to hear that, but it's it goes back to that old analogy. It's like you have to build your house on the rock versus building it on the sand. If you... Do it the other way around where you have that low amount of cash. Life throws you unexpected things that happen, like medical bills. And if you don't have that cash there, you're going to go to credit cards and those are going to work against you. So 
it's think of it as part of the overall plan that you need that strong cash position before you can start investing. A lot of people that complain about it, they have investments, they have like stuff in the stock market and they're doing that, but they haven't built up the cash position yet. And it has to be cash. Can it be stock? Nope. Like it, it's got to be cash. Liquid money in the bank. Money. Even though the- you, you could sell the stock that you have. Yep. Nope. Doesn't count because it's, that can fluctuate. So like the times like when a lot of people need them is like things like 2008 when everything crashes, real estate crashes, stock market crashes, and those assets become worthless or they have very little value and you don't want to touch it at that time. So that's where your cash comes and saves you, right? So should we let them get to number two, Matt? I don't know if we should. Should we let them get to number two? Yeah. <laughs> this is the rich person's guide to travel, yeah. <laughs> Tip number two, wipe out your credit card debt. You should never take a vacay if you have an outstanding balance on your credit card. I know this will be met with scrutiny as well, but you know. <laughs> You're not going to get to this shit. <laughs> This is not going to be a short episode yet. Think Think about it like this. At one time, for listeners that don't know, Matt McElroy was a very talented water polo player, and he could swim across the pool in his tight Speedos at lightning pace. But if he had a ball and chain on his ankle, swimming across would have been much slower, much more difficult. So that's the credit card right there. If you have credit card debt, it's about how Lee swims. (laughs) Lee swims (laughs) like a majestic rock. So... Yeah, it, that's why we got to get those credit cards down. So that tip number two, make sure you wipe out your credit. And you're talking, just, Lee, just to context, are you talking major vacation? Or are you just talking like, because some people might just go down to San Luis Obispo for the weekend. It's not that expensive. Are you talking like, a, any like vacation. a major vacation? I'm talking about any vacation. Like no one wants to hear it, but you got to have that emergency fund established before Anytime you leave the house within an hour or two. <laughs> well, no, 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 that's travel, that's travel. That is, not, that is not what we're talking about here. If you were going to, I know Sergio Patterson loves to go to Pismo and yeah. stay on the beach. It still counts as a vacation. <laughs> Does not matter if you were leaving the country or not. It still constitutes as a vacation. So um, what do you say to the person that, that has very little in their savings and floats their travel on their credit card? I would say that you need to break that habit and you got to pay down the credit card and you stop the vacations until you get to that point where you have more of that money in the bank to justify it. I mean, you can take vacations whenever you want. You guys don't need to listen to these tips. But if you're ever thinking like, hey, was I in the right place to make that decision to make a approved financial vacation that I deserved? This is the criteria, right? So obviously... A lot of us are not going to listen to these <laughs> tips. We're going to take them with a grain of salt. But I'm just saying, if you're in a place where you're saying, I want to take a vacation, I don't know if I deserve it or not. This is how you go through that list, right? This is for the families or the person that's like, have I done enough? I want to know. Can I take the stamp of approval and say, yeah, this is a smart decision? Because we always, as people that spend money, we're always like, oh, spending money is bad. We shouldn't do it. I don't want people to have that thought. I want them to say like, yeah, it's okay to spend money as long as I got ABC taken care of. And yeah, uh, I really I don't agree with you on this one. We are on. Yeah, yeah, it's like great bro. advice, right? Like <laughs> what you're saying is great. Like it's like the way it should be. Right. But I feel like people just don't 
they, they don't live their lives like that now. Like to be able to have 40 grand in the bank and no credit card debt to justify a vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, listeners, if you have ever like listened to this podcast and said, oh, these guys have an agenda, like they all think the same way that you can never say that. This, this yeah, listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. This is why we put the show think, together though. I we think can it's, have like, these, it's like, nice um, to have these difference in opinions. Right? You said, do, I, do they deserve... I think I usually measure it, not like if yeah. I'm at this financial spot, but more like, damn, I've been working like crazy hours for the last three months. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a person could deserve it. Yeah. I deserve it. Matt deserves it because he's been like working his ass off as a lawyer. Like he deserves it versus did I save enough money to, to deserve it? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I like where you're going with that. I, I like my way better, but yeah, it's good. It's good. All right, so step <laughs> well, number three. Is you're equating, you're equating <laughs> deserving it with your ability to, because what if you are a good saver, but you can't save that amount, right? Enough. Like, that's a big amount. Like, that's really big. I, I don't know, know about you well, guys, but I do not have 40 grand. <laughs> I get it. So let's go to step number three, though. So this is building it into your budget. So make sure you are saving every month an amount of money for your travel expenses. It's okay to take vacations, right? But we want to make sure we've saved enough money to justify those expenses. We've talked about this before, the 50, 30, 20. Matt and Sergio hate it. It's 50% of your stuff should be spent on your essential expenses, 30% on your discretionary, and 20% you should be saving and investing. We're talking about the 30% Sometimes people come to me and say, oh, this person is spending 10% on all their income for vacations. Isn't that a bad decision? And I would say no, as long as it works with that framework of the 50, 30, 20, and the other 20% of their discretionary is not going over like restaurants, going to the game or the ballpark, all those other fun activities, as long as the total income isn't going above 30%. Go ahead, use 15% of your income towards your vacation. But then there's the other part of it. Tip number four, you have to be saving 20% into your investments first. And I know you guys are going to fight back on that one. Yeah, that's okay. But so wait, you, you, wait, so I need clarification, really. <laughs> you can't just skip to number four. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, yeah, we need, we need to okay, clarify. Okay, all right, all right. So are you saying that you need no credit card debt, 40 grand in the bank, plus investments, I would, you I'm not justify. saying 40 grand in the bank. I'm saying six months of your expenses sitting in the bank if you're a single income, three months if you have two sources of income. Well, no, but it, it should be more based on not what your income is, but what your overhead is. Of expenses. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's like, like for me, like I mean, Sergio too, right? Like kids, way more expense than if somebody was just single. You know what I mean? Yeah. So take your expenses, whatever that is. So let's just, for simple math, right? Let's just say that you're a dual income family and you have two sources of income and you spend $10,000 a month. You should have $30,000 sitting in the bank. If you only have one source of income, you got to double that. And so you should have 60,000 in the bank if you spend $10,000 a month. Well, and then how much is supposed to be allocated therefore to like say you have this benchmark right for what six months for your savings or whatever the emergency fund how do you measure what your investment is like how much should be invested up you know what i mean if you have that much of sitting in savings what would you say is an appropriate amount so after after you have taken care of their savings amount then you start putting money towards the investing so first thing is you build the foundation with all that cash then after that, you should be doing both. You should got to get the cash part figured out and then you go to the investing. And that's 
of the overall income that you're bringing. Well, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is more of like, what amount should you have in investing before? Like, Cause you're kind of setting an amount with six months for your income, right? Yeah. What should that amount be for like personal investments before you? It's, it's 20% travel? of your income. So of all the money you make right in a month, 20% mm. of that, you should peel off towards your investments. First part, let's just say we're starting from the beginning, that 20%, like maybe we want to build up, right? The 20% needs to go to savings first. So that 20% oh, before month, you invest. Yeah. Okay. So you should start with that 20% just build up the savings account over time. Maybe it takes you a year, maybe it takes you two years, depending if you're on your situation, maybe more than that, but you build that up first and then you go to the investing. Tip number five, start a savings account for your travels. You can do a bank account. Like we said, think of that number every month that is going to go to your travels. You start, you have theoretically done all the first steps. Now you're saying, all right, well, I'm going to start putting some money towards my travels. Every month, I'm going to save a couple hundred dollars, put it into a bank account, like its own bank account, like a travel fund. And if you don't want to do that, a great thing that works for a lot of people is just having a jar and take a jar put some money in for vacation. And then six months, you have a nice bucket of money there for your vacation. So of all the tips, this is the best one. <laughs> they open a savings account, put money into awesome. it and see what happens. They're all awesome. <laughs> oh, all right, never mind. I, I got a spin on it, but I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to speak about it. I don't want to speak out of turn. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Speak your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what, what about another way where you could, you could, you could do like kill two birds with one stone, right? Like your, I like your example of like, Hey, put a little bit of in a jar away, like a savings fund. But what if you coupled that and did it like an investment, you put a little bit into a stock and that's your travel fund, right? And you're going to pull it out when you're ready to do that vacation. Same thing with like a cryptocurrency and whatever percent in every month. And it, then it's growing instead of staying stagnant possibly, but also dip as well. But you know, you know what I'm saying, right? What, what, do, you, what do you think of that? I totally get you on that. The only thing is like going back to the beginning where we talked about building on a rock versus building on the sand, that cash is kind of the foundation because anything can happen, right? We're trying to plan for the worst case situations. Obviously, financially, the economy is great right now. But what if we have a bad downturn? What if you lose your job? Like there's all it's for the unexpected things, right? So that's why we have to have that cash is for the unexpected. No, no, I was talking about the, the little savings for the travel only, not your savings. Keep that in the bank, right? Oh, I'm talking about like, like your travel fund. You're but, saying start a travel fund. But even for travel, you still want, Lee, you're still saying you want the cash. You don't want the cash to fluctuate. It's just a little riskier way of going about it. Right? Yeah, I would say for the cash, it's really not. If it's just for your travel, I mean, it, I think it's okay to just keep it in cash. I wouldn't invest it. I would just keep it in cash and use it as fun money. Because if then if you invest it, I mean, it seems like a big headache to go through for not a big bucket of money that you're going to spend down in the near term future. So I don't think it's worth investing. Just keep it in cash. Same thing as like any purchases you'd make at or like if you go to the mall, you got to treat it kind of at the same category. So I, I would not invest the travel money. Not a bad idea though, but I just think if it's money- It's just risky, right? It's yeah. just that you could end up losing a little. Well, hey, maybe if you say like, I only take a vacation every decade, right? Yeah, sure. Then invest the money. But if you're like normal people that take one or two vacations a year, then it doesn't make sense. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So tip number six, don't book it until you've saved for it. You guys love that one. That's all. That's all I got to say on that one. Tip number seven. And this is actually a really good one that I think that our listeners are going to get a lot of value from. 
Make sure you can afford travel insurance. So especially at this point in time, it's not that much money, but you're all right now in the world of COVID-19, we're getting cancellations on trips. Uh, You want to make sure you're reimbursed for all that. And plus a lot of the travel insurances have medical. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. You might go to another country and your health insurance more than likely probably won't cover you. If you're in Thailand or England or whatever, like another country, you might not have medical coverage. And that's a big problem. If you have something like you, you drink the bad water and you got to go to the emergency room, you might be looking at a forty, sixty thousand $60,000 bill on emergency medical that could really set you back. So I think that's a huge one for this one. Make sure you get the travel insurance, make sure you have your medical insurance so you can avoid potential debt from your vacation. And then the last one, you guys are going to love number eight. I promise you, you're not going to give me any pushback on this. Have fun and spend money on your vacation, right? You've worked like hard. Contradicts <laughs> everything. <laughs> I just blew their minds. Like, you know, they look so confused. They're baffled. They're baffled. Yeah. But yeah, like you did all the steps, right? Theoretically, you've gone through all these steps. You're being financially responsible. When you go on a vacation, you should have fun and blow the money, right? You've budgeted for it. Make sure you have good experiences, good memories. You don't want to be saving too much on your vacation where you feel like, hey, the trip wasn't that good. I need another one, right? You want to, what do they say, uh, YOLO, right? You want to YOLO it. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, guys, thank you for listening. Oh God! I, I got before before we end the show. <laughs> I, I, think you, I think you missed something. Uh, yes, you, yes. You, you missed a, a big thing that I think that could actually. I mean, we'll see what you guys think of it, but I think it could add a lot of value to anybody that's looking to travel in the future and like planning way ahead. Is those credit cards that give travel rewards points? You know what I mean? You go oh, and you yeah, cycle those cool. and do those things. I mean, you can get a thousand dollars of free travel like nothing. Yeah, no, like, you're, that's great. You're you're actually right. I actually was going to put that on like another potential episode on saving money on your trip. But that's a great point. I have a Southwest credit card for I've had for probably six, seven years now. And I haven't really paid for a domestic flight since I've had that card. Pay 99 bucks a year. But really, it's totally worth it. I endorse that if you don't keep a balance on it. If you're keeping a balance on your credit card, uh, your travel card, you're losing to the, the credit card company. But if you are someone that's responsible and you pay it off every single month, yes, that's, I think it's really great. Get a travel credit card. I love my Southwest card. Anything that's with the airlines that doesn't charge a large amount on the annual membership is a pretty good idea. Yeah. And they have some nerd wallet and all those things have some really great reviews on what the top ones are. They're always kind of rotating promotional stuff but yeah there's a lot of good ones out yeah, there yeah yeah check that out but hopefully all these tips help you guys thank you for bearing with us and you know listening to the battle of the free retiree show like i said we want to give you guys content where we don't all agree we all have our different opinions and it was a good one for today because matt and sergio don't agree with me they're okay it's okay that they're wrong but we should have changed the, the name of the episode to travel tips for the rich and successful all right guys you've been listening to the free retiree show travel tips for the top one percent <laughs> so long for now <laughs> you bastards <laughs>
Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org. A separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.